welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey there, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. Today, I'm going to be talking about mods that I have on my vehicle that you don't need to get started overlanding. Um, I've done quite a few modifications to my truck, and I get questions all the time from people saying, do I need 35s? Do I need a rooftop tent? Do I need to tighten swap my frontier or, you know, swap on, you know, bigger, heavier duty axles or do a lot of modifications to get out and start exploring? And the simple answer is no, you don't. And today I'm going to kind of walk you through some of those modifications that I've made to my rig. I'm going to talk a little bit about why I did those things, but I'm mostly going to explain why you really don't need those things. Again, the whole intention of this episode is to kind of help you overcome those thoughts that you have to have a lot of stuff to get out and start overlanding so that you'll go out and get into it. And then you'll learn from there what modifications you may need to make later on. So again, without further ado, let's get into what mods I've made to my truck that you don't need to get into overlanding. Alright, so as I mentioned today, I'm talking about mods I've done to my truck that you don't need to get out and get overlanding. So I'm going to kind of run through a number of things, again, that I've done to my vehicle, and I'm going to walk you through them. I'm going to talk a little bit about why I did them so you see kind of the progression, so you know, hey, if I'm in that same boat or that trajectory, if I'm looking at doing this type of trail or I'm looking at doing these type of trips, maybe that is right for me, right? I don't want to say with any certainty that any of these things are things you should never do, right? I've obviously done them to my truck. However, I want to dispel that myth that you have to have 35s and six inch lift, blah, 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 right? You don't have to have all this crazy stuff. If you've got a Subaru Outback and you want to go explore, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. You don't have to have a big lifted body on frame truck with four wheel drive to get out and explore a little bit, right? Again, depending on your situation, depending on whether you're going alone or with friends, depending on your recovery gear, there's a lot of variables that go into that. So that being said, let's start with the first modification that I've actually just recently made to my truck. Um, it's actually in the shop right now, getting a number of things done to it, um, two of which are on this list. So, But I've been doing this for about five years, so that's a little background on me. I started my YouTube channel about three years ago, and I've just been making you know Nissan-related content and content for like newbie overlanders, because even after like four or five years of me doing this, I still feel pretty new at this. Um, but there is a lot of stuff that I've learned, and I want to pass it on to hopefully make things easier on you guys and maybe save you some money. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is my snorkel. Um, again, it's been five years. I've never, I've had two trucks, two overlanding builds that I've done now. Um, one that I had for about four years and then the newest one I just got about a year ago. Neither one of those have had snorkels and I've been all over the place. I've been to the UP of Michigan. I've been down to the Daniel Boone Backcountry Byway in Kentucky. I've hit up a number of places, Wisconsin, out to West Virginia, all over the place. Hit up a number of trails, been through a lot of deep water crossings and things like that. I've never really had a problem. I did get some water in my oil the last trip out and had to do a quick oil change when I got home. No harm done. Um, but you know, 
know, there are chances for you to get into situations where it's good to have a snorkel. Snorkel, you know, for a couple of things, helps keep your air intake up higher. So out of the dust, if you're driving through really dusty climate, that's actually one of the main things. You get a little bit cooler air and you get some protection from dust and particles that are up in the air that normally would go right into your intake because your snorkel is a little bit higher. So there is a little bit of protection there. And then also, of course, the thing everybody actually thinks about for this situation is water crossings, right? If you're going through a water crossing and that water comes up over your hood, there's a potential for it to get into your air intake, potentially hydrolock your engine. The snorkel helps with that by, again, sealing up your, your air box and raising up the air intake higher above the hood. So, but again, I've been all over the place in the last five years I have been to multiple states and I've never yet needed a snorkel now I know out towards the Ozarks there are some really deep water crossings especially in the spring um, I hear my friends on YouTube talk about that the folks that are out that way one of the guys on my patreon page is out that way but he doesn't have a snorkel either right it's one of those things that is definitely like overlanding bling that people want because it looks cool because it identifies you right as like an overlander um, I got mine because I do plan to do some more crazy trips next year I definitely want to go to the Ozark so I want to do some deep water crossings it will probably be in spring uh, March April so kind of that time frame so I'll be out there right in the midst of spring so there could be some deep water crossings and then also looking at some trips to like Canada and kind of all over the US so there's there's definitely a greater potential that I will need the snorkel so that's kind of why I decided to do that but again if you're just starting out if you just are like I got to get out there but everybody has a snorkel everybody says I need to protect my engine and they need to get a snorkel to get started at least you don't unless you live in the Ozarks and you only go in the springtime right so just be aware of that they're not a super huge expense but there is some cutting you it is a permanent modification right you're gonna cut a big hole in your fender of your vehicle to be able to install that snorkel so it is kind of a big deal to do that so especially if you're looking at a budget sort of setup and you don't want to spend the money on things that are unnecessary I would say that a snorkel is one of those things so next on my list is the other thing that is happening in the shop right now which is a Titan swap now if you're not a Nissan person I'll give you a really quick breakdown because I've talked about it before but basically with the Nissan Frontiers which is the kind of truck I have there is a pretty easy swap where you can actually take the front suspension components out of a full-size Nissan Titan truck and basically they bolt right up you can swap them under your Frontier or Xterra giving you a wider track giving you heavier duty brakes heavier duty components things like that and a lot longer travel so it gives you some more suspension travel so there are definitely some benefits to it but again it's just with a, a decent little suspension upgrade with something like a Niztec two and a half inch lift and maybe 33s you could go to 90 95% of the same places as someone that's Titan swapped now if you're hitting deserts a lot I've heard from folks out west I've never been in a desert with my truck but um, you know if you're doing a lot of like off-road driving at higher speeds through the desert the Titan swap will help absorb and, and you know give you that longer travel to make those rides more comfortable for you so in that case it may make sense but it is a pretty big expense I mean you've still got it you've got to buy and source all these parts from a full size Titan to swap over I'm currently doing the rear axle I'm actually swiping in a full m226 rear axle out of a Titan into my truck so that my front matches the rear my truck was front Titan swapped but it had a frontier rear axle with some spacers on the side and it was still much uh, narrower in the back than it was in the front so I, I, I actually bent a shock mount and then I broke an axle on the rear axle and the frontier axle so that's what made me decide to just go ahead and just upgrade the whole thing to all Titan stuff so I got the bigger brakes in the rear and got a matching track width um, but again you don't have to do that my old truck was an Xterra with one and a half inch spacers and 33 inch tires and a two and a half inch lift it was a really budget lift I'll actually put a card up here to that video where I talk about my budget suspension it was a very cheap suspension setup I found some used stuff I did you know things piecemeal as I kind of found deals on them used on like forums and stuff and I was only a few hundred bucks into my whole suspension setup and that thing did just about everything that my frontier can do um, so again the Titan swap is really cool but it's gonna cost you thousands of dollars 
probably, right? Unless you're doing all the work yourself and you found a wrecked truck and got a really good deal on it. It's gonna cost you a pretty significant amount of money just to get that upgrade done. And it's definitely not something that you have to have. Um, I did do a video on why you shouldn't tighten swap your truck for overlanding. I'll put a card up here to that too. So if you're watching on YouTube, um, not listening on the podcast, you can go look at that. You can watch that video as well because that video has been critically acclaimed, aka there have been a lot of haters and there have been a lot of people that are like, yeah, you're right. So I'd love to have you go watch that video and post up your comments on it and let me know what you think, yay or nay, for the Titan swap. And is it necessary for overlanding? Remember, not off-roading, for overlanding is what I'm saying. It's not necessary for overlanding. So that's thing number two. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, item number three, and this is a, a topic of hot debate on all the Facebook groups, all the forums, things like that, is a rooftop tent. I have a rooftop tent. I actually really love my rooftop tent. It allows me to get to a lot of places. It's really quick and easy to set up. It's much easier to dry out than like a ground tent. It's much easier to set up than a hammock. Um, so there are a lot of advantages to it. However, it also puts a lot of weight up high on the truck. Makes you a little bit more tipsy when you're on off-camber spots off-road. Um, it's very expensive, right? Like you could buy five gazelles for the price of one of the less expensive hard shell tents. And so there's just, it's one of those things where everybody says, if you don't even, if you don't have a rooftop tent, are you even overlanding? You know, it's, it's become a meme. It's become a joke in these boards. But honestly, like I, even now, just for simplicity's sake, I've been hammock camping the last couple months and it's actually been really liberating to just be like, I have a couple little tiny bags with my hammock and my underquilt and a pillow and that sort of thing. And it just takes up so much less room. I don't have the weight up high and it just allows me to kind of get wherever I want and be super comfortable. So again, you don't have to have a rooftop tent. If you've got that old family tent, ground tent at home and you just want to get started and you're not sure what you want to do, go out a few times, test that out, see what you like. If it pours down rain and all your stuff gets wet inside, if you're tired of tracking dirt in there, and stuff and to you it makes sense to spend the money on a rooftop tent and you go out enough each year that it, it warrants that expense then do it right again nothing wrong with it I have one myself but it's not necessary you don't you don't have to have that I mean it was a big expense and a lot of time that went into putting that up there it's hard to get on and off the roof I leave it on most of the time sometimes it gets water in it you got to open it up and dry it out so definitely not something you have to have something that is nice in certain situations but definitely not something that should prohibit you from starting into overlanding if you don't have a rooftop tent Okay, so next, the sort of cutoff for tires seems to be, now if you're a Jeep guy, don't laugh at this because you're probably thinking, haha, 35s are stock or they're small on my truck, right? I'm talking about us Japanese folks, us, you know, smaller truck folks where like 33s are pretty big and they're a nice upgrade. 35s are kind of like the pinnacle. That's what all the, you know, the Forerunner guys want to run. 35s are bigger, the T Tacoma guys, the Frontier guys, the Xterra guys. Us Nissan guys, to put 35s is a big undertaking. You need a lot of lift. You got a lot of support pieces that have to go under for that. There's, you got to do a lot of cutting. My rig is all cut up in the front. The whole front fender well is cut maybe two, three inches out of that just to make 35s fit and flex without rubbing. So, you know, 35 inch tires are like, that's kind of that thing. And I have 35 inch tires on my truck now and I love them and they do give me a lot more ground clearance. So there's definitely that pro, right? Obviously the bigger the diameter of your tires, the more height you've got above the terrain, the more places you can go, right? However, they're harder to replace, they're more expensive to replace. 33s are a little bit easier to get, 31s are even easier to get, right? So if you're if you were looking at that, you don't have to have 35s to get started. If you if you have 
29s or 31s or something smaller right now, right? And you want to upsize, maybe consider like 33s, right? You don't have to go all the way to 35s. I'm looking at getting new tires for my truck right now and they're like 300 bucks a piece. Whereas on my old truck, they were like 125, 150 bucks a piece for 33s. So again, the 35s are cool. The 35s are nice, but there's a lot of effort. There's a lot of cutting. There's a lot of modification and things like that that go into it. And it adds a lot of expense and things like that to your build. So if you think you have to have 35 inch tires before you can go off-roading, before you can go overlanding, not true. You don't have to do it, in my opinion. And then finally, to kind of wrap this up, I'm gonna point some fun at myself right now. Lights, lights, and more lights. If you look at my truck, I've got a lot of lights on my truck. And I will tell you why. I had a really scary, sketchy experience. I went to the Trans-Wisconsin Adventure uh, Trail four or five years ago when my Xterra was mostly stock. I was brand new to it. I'd never really been overlanding before. Went on like a four or five day trip. And up in Wisconsin in the summer, it was late summer, uh, August, September, it is dark. Like Wisconsin has a lot of places that are in the middle of nowhere and there's no city wash or anything like that. No lights that come in from anywhere. And uh, it gets pitch black and there are deer everywhere. So I remember just like deer just darting out constantly for like days, every night as we're trying to get to camp, just slamming on the brakes, slamming on the brakes and almost hitting deer and not being able to see anything and being super annoyed that I'm in this dangerous situation because my lighting is so poor on the stock Xterra, right? Um, so then I added some bumper lights, then I added some roof lights, then I added some ditch lights. And I, you know, I've, it's slowly accumulated over the years to where I've got probably like seven or eight lights on the front of the truck. I've got side facing lights. I've got rear strobe lights on the truck. I've got all kinds of lights on this thing. So I have these things on my truck. I love them. I think they're great. I, I like the safety factor. Like I don't use them that often. You don't have to have them obviously because I don't even use them that much. But when I need them, when I'm out and I get you know on a night run or I get out and we can't find camp early enough and it starts to get dark, it's really nice to have all those extra lights. Also, this summer I went out quite a bit, super, super dusty. So having those strobes that are gonna flash, having the brighter lights that I could turn on a light bar down low so I'm not blinding anyone um, in my bumper so that I stand out more to people in front of me so that we can see each other was a really nice safety feature to have with those lights. So again, there are pros to them. They're definitely good. I like mine. I would recommend getting them at some point when you need them. But just to get started, you don't have to. Go out and learn. You may never be out at night, right? You may always be out in the daytime. You may be one of those people that hits camp at three in the afternoon and you never really need the light. So why spend the money, especially on some of these really big expensive name brands like Baja Designs or Diode Dynamics that are hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars for lights. Um, you may be able to allocate your funds to other stuff that you could use a little bit more and a little bit more frequently than lights. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So that was my final thing. That was kind of my list of things that I have on my truck that you don't necessarily need to get started in overlanding. But post up in the comments down below if you're on YouTube, I'd love to hear from you. You know, what are your thoughts? Is there something that I missed? Are there other things that you hear people talking about all the time that, you know, you always are like, you don't need that to go. Battery packs, dual battery setups. There's a million things that there could be, right? So I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments below. Um, whether you agree or not, let me know. If you're not already, make sure to click that subscribe button, click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. I do one of these type of vloggy type 
type overlanding general topics every week and a podcast with it as well. And then I also do like gear reviews, Nissan stuff, do-it-yourself modifications, gear modifications, all kinds of things, tons of gear reviews too. So if you're into overlanding, if you're into camping, if you are into any of that stuff, particularly if you're a Nissan person, but I'm pretty general. I like to keep it you know, useful for as many people as possible. I'd love to have you as a subscriber. Um, also in the description down below are links to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I've got a Patreon page. The Patreon page is growing. It's really cool. We've got an exclusive Discord for the Patreon folks. We're talking about getting a camping trip together. Every month we get together and just kind of hang out and have beers. Sometimes we turn those chats, like Zoom chats, into episodes that go up on the podcast and the YouTube channel. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, I'd love to have you over there as well. Check that out. And then last but not least, I do have a group on Facebook uh, called Newbie Overlanders. So if you are a newer overlander, if you're looking for a place to kind of belong and ask questions and not get lambasted or made fun of if you ask a question that has maybe been asked before, that's the place for you, right? A lot of those bigger boards are just vicious. We're not gonna have it in Newbie Overlanders. It's gonna be totally different. So if you wanna come and hang out, we'd love to have you, whether you're experienced or not. Um, but again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening if you're on the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week.